It was the roaring 50s, and the men and women who fought overseas for our freedom were coming home. They were settling down and having families. Some of them decided not to settle down. Some of them decided to have fun before they decided to have kids. But they were still part of that baby boomers generation, but they still wanted to express themselves differently than everyone else. Well, everybody else was going out and getting sedans and convertibles and station wagons. They wanted to be different. They wanted to express themselves differently. And by the mid 50s, a few companies were starting to pick up on that and pick up on the fact that they could make extra money off ordinary vehicles. And that's when one company in particular had an idea for an all female model, special edition, to make more money off a current product. Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to Autoworks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from our host site, podbeam.com, and our main automotive website, www.autolux.net. Check it out for all your corporate links, web pages, ratings from vehicles from around the world. All the podcasts we have ever created, inclusive of a few online videos, children's books, and tell the automotive industry how you feel about their products on our Rate It page, where you make the decisions about how you feel their vehicles are. Today, we're taking a look at special editions. Special editions are a product which is essentially made and added to a current product in the marketplace to make more money. We all know the aftermarket scene kind of adds on, you know, certain little things. You know, look at the Chrysler Pacific S now. All it really has is an appearance package. So it's an add-on. But there's still some add-ons over and above what the original one is. But if we go back to 1955, Dodge designed a vehicle for this special edition marketplace. They released the Dodge La Femme designed for women coming in only colors that women would appreciate and instead of having a cigarette lighter they had holders for lipstick yes dodge was moving into what they call the special edition marketplace now why would you want special editions why would you care to have special editions well why would you everybody wants to make money but why not make more money off current products you already have releasing special edition products certain things that only appear for like one year where if you're a collector of vehicles, you'll pick them up. Or if you're somebody who purchases vehicles and you're looking for a reason to purchase that one vehicle, it might give you an extra add-on. I know people like this. My wife has a friend who got her Nissan Rogue only because of its relationship with Star Wars. It was a Star Wars edition Rogue from the Star Wars Rogue movie. And she loves it only because they are Star Wars fans. So they went out and got it. Similar to how Ford really pushed Harley-Davidson onto their truck. Their birth dates were within the same year. So why not celebrate together as Ford and Harley-Davidson sell together? That does allow people into it. Now Chevrolet and GM are starting to get into the Harley-Davidson world with them as well. But these are special editions to make more money off existing products. There's not a lot of differences between them, but the price point could be set even higher. Looking back to the La Femme, the price point could have been different. If they want to sell it directly to women, they could sell it on all those special features that I had just for women, even though it was just a standard Dodge Coupe. There was no major difference. Colors, 
name lipstick holder. Moving into the 60s, Ford did this with their Lotus-inspired Cortina. Hell, Chevrolet did this with their Camaro Indy 500 pace car. Dodge became famous for that pace car with the Ram. I remember seeing tons of those Ram IndyCar pace vehicle units moving around town. But what was the difference between them and the standard single cab short box Ram of that time? Besides some paint, nothing much. Now, when you get into like the Warlock and the Dodge Little Red Express from the 70s, that's a little bit different. Those were the only sidesteps that they offered. So why do companies get into special editions besides a higher profit margin? Well, they get into multiple reasons. They get into them to bring back nostalgic purposes, like Dodge did with their Rumblebee editions of the Charger and Ram in the early 2000s. They celebrate anniversaries. Jeep has done this, and Ford. Hell, Acura just celebrated their 25th anniversary with special editions. So you could celebrate with a special edition. So if you buy it that year, you get a special edition. There wasn't a whole heck of a lot of difference. I had a friend that had one of those special 25th anniversary Nissan Z's and I asked him but what was the difference between that and a regular one? Besides some badging, nothing much. You can utilize it where if your vehicle wins at races, like the Ford Lotus Cortina, you can do it to honor a racing series like Nissan did with their hard body Desert Runner paint job, which made the vehicle look similar to the Baja-inspired vehicles. You can utilize it for movie contracts. Hyundai and Kia are famous for this. Hyundai has Walking Dead versions of the Tucson, and Kia had worked on an X-Men Sorento. Like They're all moving around those. They terminate the very first Tundra, when Terminator 3 came out, they brought out the Terminator 3 Toyota Tundra. There really was no difference between a Terminator 3 branded Toyota and the standard Tundra. But people snapped them up. People snapped up 007 editions of Aston Martins. 2016, Aston Martin released the DB9 GT Bond edition, which came with a James Bond prize pack. Okay, that kind of gave you a little bit more. But they were making more money off of it. Do you really think by, you know, adding leather in the inside and giving you some special logos that, that constitutes price increases from anywhere of $2,000 to $8,000? No. Most of those decals are made for pennies. It's a better profit margin off of a pre-existing product. There's higher profit margin. Minimal changes with a maximum bump in price, which means the product going down the line doesn't require a whole heck of a lot. You have to reprogram for painting, put different tires and wheels on, and different seats inside. The Ford F-150 Harley-Davidson only has minor differences between it and the other F-50s coming down the line. So you don't have to stop production to release these things. It's not like a complete changeover at the end of a shift to push all these things out. You can run them in line with the same products. It can create more product demand for it. Look at the Ford GT that was just released. They have their heritage editions. They created the Golf livery. A look like the old Ford GT Golf race cars. It was to bring back the nostalgia and create more demand and awareness for the product. McLaren did this with the P1. They had their GTR MSO Senna tribute. Before they were released to Senna, they wanted to honor Ayrton Senna and the fact that he drove for him by painting a car the same color as the one he drove. Creates more awareness. Brought up the product range. Creates future awareness for limited production volumes. If that product is a high demand product in the future, special editions can be worth even more on the resale marketplace, thus adding to a collector factor. And auto companies know this. So adding them into the collector game for future generations can be a good thing. Consumers are willing to pay more. Look at my wife's friend who bought the Rogue Star Wars edition Rogue. They paid a premium for a bunch of decals. That's it. But the fact that that vehicle was promoted with the movie makes people want them as well. Just like how they have Stormtrooper editions of the Charger or the pure black Darth Vader Vipers. Companies use these to gain more traction on their existing products.
products. You want a perfect example of that? Trucks. Trucks are the best example of special editions. They're bread and butter for companies. They make the most money for companies. So when they add special editions, they're making even more money. People pay a massive premium to get Chevrolet Silverado High Countries compared to standard ones. Because a High Country is the luxury version of the Silverado. Where if you were smart enough, you would just go with a GMC. Dodge does it too, or Longhorn Editions. Extra leather sewn right in. Oh, it looks so great. But then they command a price point that's even more than what the extra cost of putting those seats in. Midnight Editions. How many blacked out Midnight Editions does everybody have? BMW, Chevrolet, Honda, they all do that. Same with Platinum. Platinum Editions are the top brands. It's a special edition. Ooh, it gets you a little more luxury than everything else. Is it really worth it? If you're a person that wants that added bit of luxury, added bit of features to it, then maybe and the car companies know that they know they can sell more hell look at tesla nobody bought the 65 kilowatt models everybody was going 75 and 85 now the 75 is going like they're the baseline models everybody wants the special editions they're waiting for them how many people are waiting for the plat edition of the model s how the model s itself has barely had any design changes over nearly 20 years but people are waiting to get this special edition because it's a little bit faster and they'll pay a premium but one great thing that these special editions do is sometimes they will bring in people who never considered going with that product. Fender had a special edition with Volkswagen. Now how many people were into Beatles and thought that Beatles and an electric guitar go together? Well, apparently Volkswagen missed that ship because they also released the denim version and the classic appeal, but they cost more than your standard one. Doing it for television shows, locations, anniversaries, bringing back nostalgia, paint theory, television shows, movies, racing, collaborations with other companies, they all go hand in hand. Renault has even done this with the T-High, their transport. They have a special Renault Sport Racing Edition of a transport. Like seriously, who buys a transport thinking, I want a special edition? Oh, I want that one just because it looks like I can go racing in it. There are people, and creating special editions is a way to make more money off the same product without adding tons to it. Whereas the aftermarket editions, people want more horsepower. They want better aero effects. They want more ground effects. They want, they want, they want, right? When you do an aftermarket version, you got to put better materials, more powerful motor, and a good looking arrow kit. The special edition, in some cases, all you got to do is add a anniversary emblem to it or Olympic vehicle of the Olympics to it or change the hood color. There's not a lot you have to do. Special editions are one of the best ways car companies make extra profit off very minute changes. Now, there is an issue with special editions because now special editions do add on a few quirks. They can bring down the desire for aftermarket modifications to these vehicles and they can bring down service and install at dealers for aftermarket parts. Because some people when they buy just standard F-150s will put that chrome grill, they'll put the mag wheels, they'll, they'll do all of that. Or you could just pay the extra and buy the Harley Davidson edition. When you work it out, they could be very similar in price. Some people take that into consideration or some people just look in the dealer lot and say, hey, I got a Harley Davidson. I might as well go with that. Even though I'm not a Ford guy, I'm going to buy it because it goes with my Harley. But when your neighbor shows up with one, is it really that personalized? And not every single special edition is a hit. Some of them are duds for buyers. Some of them people look at, like look at the midnight editions of Chevrolets. How many people went out and bought a midnight edition Impala? Pure blacked out. Paid a premium for it all being black. 
Not a lot. These are fads of the time as well. They're very good for companies' bottom line because now they don't have to pay to add all kinds of the extras in. They can sell it off and get the premium where dealerships can make more profit off selling all these added parts. So it's a way for a car company to make sure that the dealers aren't getting as much money, just like with the aftermarket versions. Before the aftermarket industry in that world started adding these new special edition aftermarket versions of the cars, people were buying, let's say, a Ford Focus at their Ford dealership, and then they were getting the cooler installed. They were getting the lowering springs installed. They were getting their aero kit installed. They were getting the new headlights installed, all at the dealer before they took it home. Now you can just buy it with all of that. The premium is added in, and the dealership doesn't make much more profit, but the car company does. So it's a good way to make more money off your standard product. Why do car companies create special editions? Because they're looking to make more money off what they already have. Just as Dodge tried to do that with the La Femme back in 1955. They wanted to go after a new revenue stream. They wanted female buyers to come and buy their product because it suited the female buyer. Where really, it wasn't much different than the standard Dodge of that time. So in the end, the La Femme failed and it became one of the duds of special edition world. Unlike the Little Red Express, which it became one of the biggest special editions from the 70s. So in the end, special editions make companies more money and can create more awareness to that car company. But really, are they needed? Not all the time. I don't know how many people walked out their door to go buy out a Walking Dead Tucson after they saw the show. Ooh, they have a Hyundai Tucson in the show. I'm going to go get the Walking Dead edition. Like seriously, how many people left their house to go get one? Not a lot. But it was there. And if it was sitting on the lot with the right person at the right time, and if they weren't even considering looking at a Hyundai and they saw it and they were a major fan, they might just consider moving on over, persuading the buyer any way they can. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on many of your social feeds. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and even Pinterest. And feel free to share our website, www.autolux.net, with your friends and family and show them what the Autolux page has for the world. Big or small, we have them all, corporate websites from around the world at autolux.net, inclusive of our children's books, end of the year ratings, and every single podcast ever released in one place. So for myself, the doctor of the automotive industry, Mr. Ebert J himself, I would like to ask you to strap yourself in for one fun wild ride as the car companies of the world keep gouging us.